Tonight on Alpha's Beck and Pod 4, James Cheese. Yeah, that's a 69. Vivian Clover Lejoie. They like pepperoni. Penelope Tang. Was at the Renaissance Festival and saw a needle. At Real Subtle, Vivian Dixon. I have respect for the art of puppetry. And me, Byron Hussey. So this is like uh, some bad writing. All right, let's get this over with. Hey everybody, welcome to Alpha's Back in Pod Form, episode number, uh, gee, I think I would have, like, remembered. It's 43, I think? Yeah, 43 and 44. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right, this is a two-parter. Two someone, part. someone to watch over me, parts one and two. My name's Byron Hussey, and I am joined today by Vivian Clover, Lejoie. Hello. Uh, from this point, Ford will be known as Vivian C for reasons which will become clear. Um, I'm also joined by Penelope Tane. Howdy. New guest to the program. And um, this is uh, Penelope Tane. Uh, can be followed on Twitter under that same handle. I never uh, really mention Twitter handles out loud on this show, do I? We used to. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like, like so I just assumed that nobody's listening, so it doesn't really matter. Um, <laughs> but Penelope Tane, that, that's another. Then we also have James Sheaves. Hi. And we have another Vivian, Vivian known as Real Subtle on Twitter, which henceforward will be known as Vivian Vivian D. It's so good to be here and complicate things so much. Yeah. Thank you both for joining. Um, I've enjoyed um, being Twitter friends with both of you for some time, and I'm glad that we have a chance to um, sort of connect in person uh, via this podcast. The feeling's mutual, I assure you. Same. Same. Absolutely. Really really good time. Um, So... Tonight's episode is um, a two-part episode, and it really was a good thing that they made it a two-parter because there was a lot to fit in here. Was there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they, they really needed those two episodes. I didn't see anything which could have been taken out or altered. Um, Nothing here that could have been yeah. solved in 23 minutes. Yeah. There were no, like endlessly repeated jokes that weren't funny the first time yeah that Someone harrowing too... feeling at the end of episode one where you're like oh my god what's gonna happen to alf is alf he's, gonna he's die gonna get, um, he's gonna get Trayvon i was hopeful but i got disappointed when he was not dead at the end of the two <laughs> james did you say that he was gonna get trayvon martined um yeah uh, are we are, are we gonna go there this episode or that's fucked up. we just did you you pulled the genie right out of the bottle Oops. Okay. Um, so this this the episode whole, the whole trope is like completely like shattered now. Um, wait. I just I want to like neighborhood watches. There's some business I have to take care of here. Right. Okay. Yep. <laughs> this episode first aired February eighth, nineteen eighty eight, and also um, February fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight, which was uh, seven days later. It is named for a song called Someone to Watch Over Me, which I'm Googling now, and I'm learning that oh. is 
old show tune classic. Yeah, I think I remember it from commercials. Um, oh, it's George Gershwin composed it, and it was written by oh. Ira Gershwin. Delightful. Does anyone have any particular associations with the Gershwin Gershwins? Uh, I think that was he the one that did Rhapsody in Blue. Yeah, probably. Right, because I remember watching the Disney Fantasia 2000 Rhapsody in Blue thing, and I was just a little girl. And sorry about that delivery. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. And I remember they had like a character of him playing piano. Yeah. Okay. I don't know anything else. Um, apparently it was recorded by Ella Fitzgerald and more recently by the great Susan Boyle. Should right I play a little? You guys want me, yeah. want me to play it? Uh, which Are you going to play the, uh, the Susan Boyle version? Oh, I, I, I know the story, uh, the Susan Boyle story. Yeah, she's the she was on uh, Britain's Got Talent. And right. She, the talent. she she proved that you, looks can be deceiving. That was the yeah. moral of that America's Got yeah, Talent. Yeah, that was second. a... Ooh, the... looks like um, they played Someone to Watch Over Me in the great um, Mr. Holland's Opus. So that's the version I will play. Uh, go for it. Oh, this is the scene where he's really tempted uh, to have sex with one of his teenage students. Uh, is that what that movie is really about? It's not about that, but it happens. Oh my um, goodness. Wow. Relevant in this current climate. Yeah, it's fucked up because um, he's presented as this like really great guy but he wow. but he's like this tortured artist and he like actually kind of hates his deaf son because like he can't listen to music or appreciate music it's a fucked up movie it's really i mean it, richard dreyfus is just a, a a scum he sounds like the absolute opposite of the sympathetic the, the sympathetic protagonist they're trying to portray. Yeah, he sounds like a, a pretentious scumbag who views other people as a means to an end. Wasn't he uh, one of the like sexual harassment people? Like somebody mentioned that he might did it or something. Yeah, I think he did some kind of sexual. Yeah, I remember him best in What About Bob, which is a good Bill Murray movie. Yeah, yeah I'm in the I'm in the Wikipedia article now. There's sexual misconduct allegation <coughs> section. Mm. Not surprising. I okay. actually had no idea. So um, he was also in Jaws. He probably sexually harassed Jaws. The shark. I bet. He, so, uh... um, anything that anybody wants want wants to get off their chest at the top of the show here before we get into the uh, the episode. Uh, yes, I have sad news. Okay. Uh, as of March 21st, 2017, Max Wright's wife passed away. Oh, Jesus. Oh, no. That's really sad. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Moment of silence, I guess. So, wait. This happened um, in March? Yeah, March 21st. How were, how were we only just hearing about it now? Because uh, I, I, I found it online. How is that not just like international news, like headline news? I don't know. I'm quite surprised that it, it wasn't on like, uh, uh, what what is it that they use now, BuzzFeed? I mean, the the wife herself wasn't notable, was she? No. Um, I mean, I don't she think went so. through a lot. Being yeah. She was probably notable to Max. 
Uh, well, they did. They did quote her in the Inquirer. Like the the piece about the crack and the. Yeah, she she had things to say about it. What did she I'm say sorry. about it? Um, I think I have the picture saved of the article. <laughs> I don't... I don't think we need the picture. I think we just need a. No, I was gonna read it. Um, okay. Yeah, I actually need to be caught up here because the, the crack is uh, is a new thing to me here. Oh, Wait, okay. this is a new thing to you? Oh, don't even get me started. The, the crack thing is the whole reason I know you guys. The crack. Uh, Max Wright um, was uh, exposed by the Inquirer for. Um, Smoking crack with homeless men in a hotel hotel room and having sex with with them. Um, which I think is his business. You know, it's like if he wants yeah. to do it, that's fine. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like anyone can fall into addiction. There are tons of high functioning addicts who don't receive the same scrutiny. <clears throat> um, but you know, th- this guy yeah, said he was making uh he was like paying homeless men to have sex while smoking crack. Well, I actually think that's incredibly scummy, and it sounds like he's ex- exploiting them. So the narrative I had in my head of Max Wright is this like victim of you know this uh, you know media production system that takes his talent and makes him be put into kind of a you know shitty role. Um, and there's that story of him that I mean, again, you can't really necessarily believe it, but there was somebody that commented that uh, they heard a story from like Hollywood producers that. There was a videotape of him having uh, sex with uh, one of the people in the from the Brady Bunch. That sounds like a like an urban legend. So the the episode opens with um, is there like a crime in progress? I forget how it opened. Oh, um, the don't don't they just? I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> the uh, so they're talking about whatever boring and uh, the Akmanics walk in and Raquel has that facial expression she always has you know what I'm talking about and she's like that oh we've been robbed and mm. they're like that's horrible and they kind of just talk about the robbery and they mention stuff that was stolen and that uh, certain items that belong to the Tanners were gone right right so yeah so the um Akmonics were robbed. Um, they interrupt the Tanners doing something. Does anyone remember what the Tanners were doing before the Akmonics? Alf was getting a haircut. Yeah, that's oh, right. Alf was getting yeah. a haircut. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's really important. Without the scissors touching any of his hair. <laughs> yeah, and um. You know, Paul Fusco was probably watching that like a hawk, like, do not damage <laughs> yeah. the puppet. <laughs> you better not touch that hair! And um, we're going to kick you out of here. Stronger language than that. And probably, uh, I guess there was some some commentary on how vain Alf was. Yeah, that he's like obsessed <laughs> with his looks. <laughs> and he and he joked about uh, not eating enough fiber. What? What does he that did? Have to do with? What does that happen? Uh, it didn't. I, 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 I remember that. I remember that vaguely. The fiber. It felt like such a non sequitur. Like that they, I I think the implication 
was that the fiber was something that w- was like dietetic or nutritional that mm-hmm. would help mm-hmm. his looks or something like that. But that, that that's not what fiber does. Biotin yeah, might do something like that. Keeps you, fiber keeps, keeps, you, keeps regular. you regular. Yeah, yeah that's right. Out. So this is like a some bad writing. Yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> this is this um, is a this is bad the show. I say. Did any did any? And this might be a little bit pervy, but did it, anybody else think Lynn was looking pretty smoking in this episode? I did not notice. <laughs> I didn't I, think about it. I don't. I thought look... she had a little too much, uh, a little too much rouge. <laughs> too much rouge. Are you thinking of Kate? <laughs> You're thinking of Kate. Too much rouge. Kate. I, I, uh, I'm still uh, learning who the who the hell any of these people are. Lady of the evening, Kate Tanner, the um, the prostitute. Yeah, uh, I, I, he he. Alf literally called her a streetwalker. I, I know we're jumping bit. out of order, but I was so incensed at that. It, it's like he walked up to her and he's they, like, "Hey, Kate, how's the whoredom going?" They yeah. also really glanced over at Kate. Didn't seem really bothered. She probably just didn't. You, understand you, what we have to on. imagine just like when we're not seeing the Alf adventures, if you will. This the kind of stuff that's going on in that household that abuse would have married even an NC seventeen rating. Yeah, probably. Like Alf definitely, you know, beats his meat to the to the to the Tanner girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but he probably does honestly. Yeah, I mean, can, can we in the title sequence the... he's filming one in the shower? Okay, that is sexual harassment. I I do think we need to mention that because at the beginning of every Alf show, the tone is set by Alf sexually harassing the mother of the family. But yeah. there's also something I want to say about the chronology that proceeds from when the Ochmanix. Uh, did I say that right? Ochmanix. Ochmanix. Um, Ochmanix. Yes, yes. Um, so once they've established the whole plot of oh, their robberies. You know, we never thought it could happen in our safe, happy little neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. They they have this little um, this little like like Guido child, this Italian American uh, stereotype child who is with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake. Yeah, and in law. Jake, Jake does something that's that's really weird. I mean, besides his normal weird shtick of you know trying to come off as streetwise or whatever, he. Mm-hmm. And wanting to fuck Lynn. Yeah, so the Ackmanex borrow the Tanner's portable telephone, right? Mm -hmm. In order to Mm -hmm. call the police or something like that. And the Mrs. Ackmanex walks out with the telephone, and the kid makes a deal with uh, Willie to, oh, I'll get the phone back for you for $3. You know, he's wheeling and dealing. It's Mm -hmm. so hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to what is clearly established by dialogue to be a month later. And only then does the little kid come back with the phone. The Tanners have been without a phone for a full month because Willie did not have the guts to walk out there and say, Mrs. Ackmanek, you took my phone. Okay. Well, well, I have to, also, I have to, they're all I have wearing to stop the same you. clothing the month after. Uh, where did you get that it was a month later? I did not pick up yeah, on that i didn't get that yeah the line with kate talking about how oh this talking about some unidentified neighbor mm-hmm. that was the third robbery this month third so robbery. if we're presuming a chronology here the second robbery was the uh, almanax the first robbery <laughs> in, who cares? almanax third robbery. the almanac okay well so the second robbery was the it Akmonics. could have been like a week later like i th- i i think you guys are wrong i think I think that it was the next day. 
Yeah, or like you could easily have been the next wi- day within the week, maybe. I don't think. Well, I don't everyone think it was wearing the same clothes. I think <laughs> maybe it was at the least same the little day. Guido kid was. No, yeah, they well, were all wearing the same clothing. I recall. I I think I think that there's a there's so you're saying that they that so Kate said that this was the third robbery in a month, right? Right, but she mentions a different family who is not the one that lives next door, and it's not the mysteriously never identified first family. So okay. I've got it doesn't sound. It, I would have to watch it back, but I, I think I think it's the the same day or the next day. They lost Willie's circular saw too. Can anybody even picture Willie using one of those? Yeah, I can. He, well, he can clearly, he just lends it out. I can't. I just can't picture him like being like a working man. I just... a rugged sort of. Yeah, you know, he's a tinkerer. He's a tinkerer. Yeah, he's more. He's more like a guy that would like have like a, a, a like a like a screwdriver and like glue and like paint you, you together. Can picture like a somebody using a circular saw in a very sort of meticulous way. Can't you? Yeah, maybe a gingerly, sort of careful. Okay, I I, I can picture like, it now. Like. Taken off his shirt and just like M radio on up some wood. <laughs> um, so the um, the Akmonics were robbed. Jake um, tries to pull the scam, um, but then he's actually um, sort of physically intimidated by Willie. So this was really not a good look for Jake, right? That he was sort of kind of outmanned by Willie. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Jake, Jake appeared a little weak there. I, th- I think he probably should have, you know, met, met, he, he should have met threats with force, you know? He should have yeah. escalated. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, Willie. escalate the situation. He's not, a, he's not a big man. He's not a, <laughs> he's not a tough guy. But he seemed to give uh, Jake a little bit of a fright. A little bit, yeah. Oh, yeah, he deserves it because he's a ne'er-do-well. He's also, well, he's, he's, a, he's 6'1", so he's tall. Yeah. We also had, yeah, um, and he has all this rage, you know, pent up from living with Alf for yeah. how long has it been? Arguably, maybe like a year or so. I think like a year or two at this point. Yeah, I think they there have they've had two Christmases. So uh, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's like roughly chronologically. Yeah. Um, one normal accurate. Christmas and one special Christmas. Yeah. So um, so at some point along the way here um so i think it's important to note that the ekmonics um claim to have had their television and telephone stolen correct yes yeah they do make this claim and this will come back to haunt us later as a oh gosh i already know what you're gonna mention and gaping plot hole Um, oh my gosh i didn't even think about that bothers me so much that he uses the phone to call during the yeah. And he watches TV. He does literally both. Oh my god. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he uses oh the TV my. to make the Oh, I am sound. this is going to bother me the whole podcast. Well, well, consider consider could they not have um cashed the insurance policy and replaced these Well, items? if a month went by if we're to believe um Vivian D. Vivian D and Penelope Tane who seem to be Backing each other, each other up on this, uh, on this claim. Of a mind, we're an inseparable, inseparable duo. It's real. 
I'm gonna watch it back again. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with this now. Um, I, I I feel like it's at least plausible because in past episodes, have you not seen plot holes and weird chronologies at least as inept as that? No, it's been airtight. Never, never. <laughs> I do have one point to bring up though. Okay. In the second part, you know, obviously we're a bit off rails at this point. The patriarch of the Ogmonic family, Trevor, is wondering if he can get a house policy, you know, a house insurance policy, yeah. yes. just while the whole, you know, faux break-in is going on. Mm-hmm. So if they did get it, some sort of replacement for that, it couldn't have come from an insurance payout because arguably they did not have insurance. Yeah, yeah, close, that's, close that's uh, attention paying. Yeah, they they didn't have insurance, and that was mm-hmm. not going to work. I mean, they're not going to. They have to do yeah. an appraisal. So. And um, they mentioned uh, uh, Raquel's like, uh, Kate, I hope that watch that you let me borrow is insured. I, did people really lend watches to people? Yeah, I had the same thought. That's preposterous. If, if you have neighbors who are the Ochmonics. <laughs> it just These tra- strikes me as odd. immigrant people. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. The, um, so... The Ekmonics decide that they would like to start a neighborhood watch. Um, they want to have like a uh, a neighborhood meeting at the uh, Tanner's house. Um, the Tanners sort of talk them into doing it at their house, but um, they do make Willie the um, the leader of the uh, the town watch. The Sentinel. Are we, up, are we up to this part yet? Where they have this oh. meeting? Yeah, sure yeah, that, that, that's yeah, probably yeah. the that's only relevant thing that happens. <clears throat> um, yeah, oh, yeah, no, 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 he's not the sentinel though. He does not self-declare as the sentinel. He's a reluctant captain, and later it will be a certain character. I don't know if I want to say who yet. Who will declare himself the sentinel? Right. Uh, what about the 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 thing about the New York and the naked plastic? <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. Oh, yeah, that um, was just weird. Yeah, like, the naked on... Pl- I don't want to think about Trevor naked on a plastic couch. Well, a plastic like covered was couch. there. I mean... Yeah, it was, it was awkward. Is that just what's going on in that household? Well, I, I, they've, like, mentioned the Akmonic sex life, like the singing That's Amore. So... Uh, and yeah. uh, another thing I want to bring up is... Jake almost makes the mistake of mentioning Alf in front of in front of you know his uh his aunt and uncle, and he corrects it to that hairy thing, mm-hmm. and then Willie's like cat, and then and he's like oh yeah I forgot about that, and then the automatics go he's from New York. Yeah, I I was wondering about that. I mean I'm a New Yorker. I've never ever heard of like a dumb New Yorker stereotype. I'm well, not aware of that. You know it's just like uh... they, they don't have cats there. Yeah, we don't have cats in New York. Fair enough. With all your uh, you're Quebecois, am I correct? What? <laughs> Who's Quebecois? Name, basically. Oh no, that's just so made maybe up. Maybe it's a thing in like the New York Italian American communities, like they don't have cats for some reason. I, I never heard that's that. What we're led to believe. I don't know because I'm an Italian American and I have two cats. Hmm. So it really pokes a lot of holes in that theory. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's basically the uh, he's from Barcelona joke from Faulty Towers, but uh, he's from New York. I think it's just like in the 80s, it was just fun to mention New York. Yeah, 
I guess it was around a lot, like in Short Circuit and other New York movies. Is just where everything happens, you know. In the eighties, yeah. Glenn so Gary, they, Glenn Ross. Yeah, so they had like a policeman there. Um, is that normal to like invite a policeman over for like I didn't to watch? Yeah, I didn't think that the police officers would be involved in that. Kind of like a. It, it seems to kind of make sense. Isn't that something that? They like at least promote or something the community um, outreach yeah I, I don't know i mean i i remember when i was a little kid we had like a cop who i guess wasn't really doing anything else and mm -hmm. he came into our little third grade classroom and talked about I, I don't know safety or whatever yeah did you guys have the um like the strong strong man crew that came through that to talk about not doing drugs and they would like rip a phone book in half no, I know I know people who have heard seen that, but I never did. They also blew up a um, hot water bottle like a balloon. Oh wow, that's, really that's pretty fright. That is pretty frightening. What we had was, you know, just the standard dare with the stickers, pencil, and what have you, goodies. Yeah. And then there was an essay contest, and the winning essay got to be read in front of the school. And this one young woman in fourth, fifth grade or so was at the Renaissance Festival and saw a needle and did not pick it up or anything like that, just told her mom. And there oh. was maybe drugs in there and they properly disposed of it together. That's great. How did you, how did they, see, I, I wouldn't know how to properly dispose of a needle. We had the babes club. Sharps disposal. Where do you in find my... a sharps disposal at short notice at a Renaissance fair? Uh, in a public bathroom sometimes. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Yeah, we had the Babes Club, which was like a bunch of like puppet animals and like one with a dog named Recovering Reggie, who was a recovering drug addict. But that's all I remember. <laughs> oh, my God. I also that's had one with a, a uh, with a dolphin puppet named Duso. We have a famous policeman puppet in uh, Australia named Constable Kenny, mm -hmm. who is a koala. Ooh, he sounds adorable. Cute. And uh, uh, I think uh, his catchphrase is, what do we want? No trouble. <laughs> like, I don't want any trouble, man. That's adorable. Don't uh, qualls get like high off of eucalyptus, though? Um, he, he's presumably in support of legalization. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a, I'd say he's probably. So the, uh, the neighborhood watch... Is where we first meet the, uh, the 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 cantankerous Mrs. Bird. Mrs. Bird, yeah. Oh, she's the best character in that episode. Oh, I like oh, her outlook. She is really? totally me. No, she's uh, okay. Uh, the way they write her is they write her as an asshole, but I feel like her performance is absolutely tour de force. Um, her presentation is just spot on. Um, they she's the most likable. She's the most likable. She's just the cool butch right. widow from next door. Yeah. yeah. She stole the show. Also, can we mention Trevor's uh, shirt? It's like a tan shirt no. with like brown. No, you're, what are you doing? We're still talking about Mrs. Bird. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Mrs. Terrible. Bird time now. It's bird time. Okay. So apparently she was also in the um, the ALF movie, TV movie, as a different character. Oh, really? So they, they really... They really um, loved Mrs. Bird clearly because they they gave her a lot to do. She really carried the uh, yeah. carried the episode. What? Presumably, there was just a lot of space 
in this, you know, tight narrative. Apparently, now, what has that Mrs. Bird done? was also in um, What a Dummy, which is a similar TV show, <clears throat> but starring a um, living ventriloquist dummy. That's awful. Which wow. also, I, I believe, okay. had Joaquin Phoenix in it. Oh. Really? Unfortunately, I, I believe there are no surviving uh, recordings of What a Dummy. Um, who was the dummy who made sure there would be no surviving recordings? <laughs> That's a good one. Good one. <laughs> um, I'd specifically like to point out, however, the suit that Willie wears during this whole neighborhood watch meeting. Mm-hmm. Everyone's pretty casual, but he's just suit with a tie included. Well, he's a social worker. Yeah, he social workers always dress like that, right? <laughs> always. What are you, you going to get me a welfare check, pal? <laughs> God, uh, that messes me up so much. Uh, oh, what? Uh, if we're going to mention Mrs. Bird, mm-hmm. she doesn't get that joke about, like, don't knock your block off. And Kate uh, explains the joke by just saying... Just a joke, knock block. Yeah, that's not that's a very not, good explanation. That's not an explanation. It, that, that, that's, that's a rhyme at very most. It's not a joke, and it doesn't explain why it's supposed to be funny. Yeah. It's, not, it's not funny to begin with, but it's an even worse explanation than it's it is. It's not relevant. Yeah. I think to be fair, it's like I feel like I have interactions with people like that where I just like they don't really matter to me, so I just kind of say stuff that just doesn't... It's like, uh, you know, he's not... I'm sorry, you go ahead, Penelope. Okay, I, I just wanted to point out that there is... Uh, there's, there's a black family uh, who's present in the basement area, um, which, which... No, no, I'm sorry, it's not the basement, but it looks like their it. little rumpus room or living yeah. room or whatever... Um, great wood paneling, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a black family there to prove that Alf's neighborhood is racially integrated. But I don't think they get any lines. I think no. they just I, no. There's there. no lines. I didn't even notice them. I didn't. I did. Yeah, I didn't see them. Yeah. I, 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 I will screenshot it if I have to. They they absolutely have an integrated neighborhood there. You know. Are there ever any, uh, well, any uh, mentioning of of black neighbors like anywhere else like do you ever see them i think what we've learned here since that since most of us didn't notice the black neighbors is that the the true racism is within within all of us you say that however uh, it is an integrated neighborhood regardless of that particular family i mean not to just point out the obvious and i hope i'm not stepping on any toes here mm -hmm. they do live next door to an italian-american family that's true that's pretty yeah that's true yeah, no, uh, Penelope is allowed to say stuff like that because she is half Italian American. Yeah, and she's and, all hard um, too. I, uh, I'm not Italian, but I, I'm married to a half Italian. So, um, same dude. That gives me. Well, a lot no, of, no, uh, we're not married yet. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think that gives me a lot of license to to disparage um, that that uh, ethnic group. Yeah. Speaking of that character, can you believe how many times he like harasses uh what's the daughter's name? Kate? Lynn. No, that's Lynn. Lynn. That's his thing. That's what that's he his, does. That's like that's 50% his... of what he does in the episode. That's his shtick. And he's like 15, 14, she's like 17. It's mm-hmm. weird. You know, it's I, really I feel like they could be lot. closer in age than we realize. You know, it, it, women develop more quickly than than men. Yeah, that's that's true. 
it can be a little he's, jarring. He's just a short you know, when you cast like like teens of the same age in a show, but then the boy looks like he's like ten, the the girl looks like she's like sixteen. It happens. Yeah, like in the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Yeah, yeah I, I don't even I don't even know that the age gap is necessarily like the main problem. Though. It like I, I remember him saying <laughs> some right. things that were really blue, like some really um some really low class things. He oh was yeah, like he's, you know, like in one episode he's like, "Your daughter's gonna put on heels for me." Uh, 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 uh. Charming, charming. <laughs> what did he say in this episode? I don't remember. Uh, something about like rocking your world, I think. Having a day nice. in paradise. Oh, uh, dim the lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The day in paradise thing was what really kind of um, mm-hmm. made me give an an askance look at this whole episode. You know, before everything was fine. You know, the prostitute joke, A plus. Uh, uh-huh. But but that was a little too far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, they agree. So this is where Willie is assigned to be the um, captain of the neighborhood watch. Um, and wear a dumb hat. Um, they say, yeah, they say they're going to get him a hat. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember why Willie is elevated to this uh, the stature other than, oh, other than radio. that he wants to do it. Oh, yeah, he has a radio. Ra- okay. He has the radio. Uh, I have a... Uh, I will see me radio. Oh no, someone else points it. Cal, I think. Mm-hmm. So, um, any <laughs> anything interesting to mention uh, about uh, Willie being the uh, the neighborhood watch captain? He really seems to go from zero to forty in super fast time. He has mm-hmm. a computer, a Citizens Band radio. Mm-hmm. He still yeah. gets a bunch of walkie-talkies for everyone. And- uh- I think he already had so all the AV gear. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He, th- that's the thing is it's established in the first episode. And Philip's old episode synopses, like his thing is like ham radio. So it's mm-hmm. not a huge leap that he would go from that to citizens band radio walking. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That actually makes him cool. So I think we finally found our chat in this episode, bit. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. he also does model trains too. So that's yes, really cool. he's got the train. Yeah. Wow, you're right. Absolute Chad right here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a ship yeah. in the bottle. Mm-hmm. He had a ship in the bottle too. Yeah, this Nina. The Nina. Yeah, his Nina. Mm-hmm. I can take or leave that honestly. Okay. I think they're Nina. That's fair. Was the Nina a oh. uh, slave ship? <laughs> it was um... Columbus's ship. <laughs> <laughs> didn't mean that to be uh as funny as I thought it was well it's 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 um it's funny to think uh, well it's it, it's funny to think about how horrible um all of history is i guess yeah uh, I mean, that, it, that makes it, me it laugh essentially essentially probably worse. if it didn't start if it didn't start out as a slave ship it became a slave ship once columbus met the Absolutely. indian yeah the native yeah. American. native americans and this was all fine Thomas. with Willie. Yeah, he, he was fine. You know, what, you know what Columbus probably did? He probably sexually harassed some women. That's true. Uh, I, I, that, that is a very, very delicate way of putting it, but yeah. I, uh, I have a feeling he definitely did. Is, is Columbus going to be the next to fall in the... Uh, yeah. Due to the, um, the Weinstein, Weinstein effect? It, I hope it's Dan Schneider. I hope it needs to be Dan Schneider. 
I don't know. Who uh, honestly, is. dude, he's so obviously like doing that. Yeah. Do, do you know, that. Byron? Do you know about the Amanda show? Yeah. Uh, it, it, it shows like that, all that, the Amanda show, mm-hmm. um, basically live action, like funny Nickelodeon from the early 90s. Yeah. Dan Schneider was executive producer on most things like that, <laughs> and he was a notorious pedophile. He, he damaged a lot of lives. In that and he, he incorporates his sexual fetishes in the show. That's really yeah. hard to hear. Wow. I'm really, that, yeah, that's, it's, that's bad. It is. It's, I, this is our you know what? episode yet. This might be like a hot take, but I do not approve of that kind of behavior <laughs> on any level. Are you really controversial? I re- yeah, repudiate. I repudiate that. So, um, Willie's the, uh, the captain or whatever. <clears throat> uh, the Sentinel. The Sentinel. He gets pretty into it. Um, but then Alf convinces him to let Alf take over. Because he's very wimpy, like they, uh, Miss Bird, and and I think Trevor get into a fight about a him. He's in a trash. He's in her trash can, testing out the walkie-talkie. I think. Yeah, he was going through her garbage. I guess he he yeah. accused her of being the thief because he found a suspicious pizza crust. Yeah, uh, he, he's like, that's my pizza crust. <laughs> yeah, See, that's a pretty funny line, guys. Is it not? <laughs> That, that that was one of the two funnier bits in the episode. Yeah, I would say a lot of the things besides the you know classist and racist welfare joke that Mrs. Bird said were funny. The uh, pizza right. was funny, and the Billy Beer joke was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, like, that Billy Beer joke. The, with regards to the the welfare joke, I just thought that the the kind of like undercurrent throughout this this episode was the whole you know like tough on crime fear mongering oh, like you know yeah. it would like uh-huh. I, I could scarcely see anything else for that you know what it actually kind of reminded me of was like um an episode of like 24 but like 80s style because like 24 was <laughs> like this ultimate like neocon fantasy where all of these like these 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 paranoid delusions about you know al-qaeda and infiltrating the United States and planting nuclear uh, bombs everywhere were like coming true. And it was like, it's all <laughs> confirming all of our most terrible fears. And then this was like the whole shtick of the eighties was like every, every suburban house was under siege by criminals. Um, and it really wasn't wave. though. Right. I mean, and, but and yet in this episode we have that playing out in reality, like, Oh, it's a, it's an epidemic. Oh, why three or four times a week man who wants somebody to clean up the streets right <laughs> yeah the police are so incompetent we need someone who's what are like, they doing really why aren't they time. helping out they were i you mean know, we, they, well, yeah, they they were helping right it's <laughs> short it's brown from melmac i think he's ready to just take a bite out of crime they had the whole house surrounded and because like they heard a burglar in there. It's like, I mean, it seems like a, it seems like kind of an overreaction. Yeah. They don't usually do that with burglaries. Like it wasn't like, uh, already, if it was like an already known, not that it was, wasn't, but, uh, like if it was like a hostage crisis, I get it. But and I've never really known like them to do it for like a robbery, mm-hmm. especially one robber. Yeah. So, Hey, it's almost as though the premise was sort of thin. In summary, um, Ronald Reagan helped to invent crack cocaine, which mm-hmm. then was deliberately 
uh, introduced into communities, and the then that was used as a just, justification to um, build the prison industrial complex. The, the late Gary Webb, Dark Alliance. Yeah. Rest that. in peace. Um, so we get some uh, some uh, town watch stuff. Um, then uh, Alf gets kind of too into this whole thing, and he starts to. Uh, because we get a little bit of the boy who cried wolf kind of mixed in here, you know. He starts calling yeah. himself the Sentinel. That's actually yeah. the first time the Sentinel is mentioned in that episode. No, well, Willie. Willie. Yeah. It's yeah, originally Willie's name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Willie he... names himself the Sentinel, and then is Alf he... takes the name. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. oh, this oh, is that... the Sentinel. I, I admit fault at, at this yeah. moment. I, I was also, wrong. can we mention that Alf kind of looked cute in the police hat? Yeah, you're right. Well, if you feel that way, that's okay. Well, it, like, it didn't fit his head. I thought it was cute. I thought it, it, it was, cute it was a little funny and charming. Police hat. Willie looked cute in it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Byron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I've got this gift the... of... No, no, you go ahead. Did Still. you notice that the, the police officer's office uh, was Willie's office set? I didn't know they just redressed. That, but, um, <laughs> James, oh, what do you expect them to do? You think they're going to build a, a whole new set? Maybe, maybe it's on the same block. It's in you the know same. Uh, well, they have, called... have all these like trap doors and stuff for Paul Fusco to, you know, the put puppet... his little puppet through, right? The puppet never goes there though, because that's public. Yeah, that's true. yeah, right. You know, I'm just going to say. Oh yeah. Know, there's this thing called willful suspension of disbelief. Oh. No, let's just come on. Well, let's, they couldn't have like gone break. down to the dragnet set or something and like filmed yeah. there. Maybe they could um, resurrect the cast of Dragnet for. <laughs> it could have been a crossover with Jake and the Fat Man, and the Jake would have been replaced by the Dago Child Jake. <laughs> right. Good. Jake and the Fat Man was one of the most popular TV shows in the eighties. Yeah, I, I actually absolutely um, rolling right now. Wasn't the uh, the atom bomb called Fat Man? Uh, uh, fat yeah, boy, one of the two. No, no, no. Little, uh, no, Fat Man and Little Boy, right? That is correct. Yeah, they, they were named for policemen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Set up for the whole 1980s back then. Uh, so, but yeah. So, oh, sorry, uh, Vivian D. You were going to give a uh, thing. <laughs> Um, no, 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 no. I, I was just going to say, um, so when Alf goes on his little power trip, um, mm-hmm. at first it works, right? Um, at first, you know, he, he helps, uh, he helps Trevor and Mrs. Bird, um, you know, work their problems out. He has them saluting each other and Willie mm-hmm. respects the outcome of that, but he goes a little too far. He starts calling, uh, Miss, Ms. Almanac, uh, uh, what, what is it? Horse meat. Horse, horse meat. meat, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, did uh, anyone understand meat. that? What what the horse meat meant in this context? No, just uh, misogyny. However, yeah, yeah. Um, what I would like to mention is uh, when when Raquel Mal- mentions to Willie that you called me horse meat, and Willie does one of his strangest line deliveries. He totally misses like a line. Like he's like, I 
sure I didn't call you horse meat. I'm sure it was something much more positive than... And he just whispers it, like... <laughs> it was it was it was good. It was funny. Yeah, he just completely dropped out. Like he's such like a wimpy man. Apparently, um, the United States produces the most horse meat of any country in the world. I thought it was it's illegal here. No, it's also generally not. illegal to consume horse meat in our country. It's all for export, and mm-hmm. regularly they try to ban the butchering of horse meat in our country. Oh, you know, hmm. as of two thousand and five. Uh, 1.7 million horses were, uh, were, uh, I guess, eaten. <laughs> I mean, That's, from the I mean, they're, they're, they're not really any more, you know, sentient or pain feeling than like pigs or, you know, yeah, cows a, or whatever. So it's fine. I don't care. <laughs> it's pretty arbitrary the way we sort of draw these lines. I think like it is a betrayal. You can look into a horse's eyes and you can see its soul. <laughs> and that brings us around to Alf's perspective because, you know, is it really so wrong for Alf to do that thing he kind of does or claims to do for a season and a half or so? I think that um, with like dogs and cats, it's a little bit a little bit different just because they were they were bred for a companionship um more recently so it's sort of like a betrayal whereas like but you know like horses and cows and pigs were either bred for meat or labor um but you know they, they are kind of used to it and we're kind of used to the idea of it yeah yeah and plus you look at the cultures that would consume dog as meat it's not like you know a pug or something it's just yeah. dog specifically for the purpose of consumption mm-hmm. and even in that point it's you know, really lower class food. It's not something even a lower middle class would be ever thinking of consuming. Yeah. Except for as a curative or something like that. Yeah. Just the pores of the poor as a protein source. You know, pugs mm-hmm. have trouble breathing. Mm-hmm. That's, that's relevant. It's relevant to the, the conversation. So um, Well pugs were brought up. <laughs> so um what but but, but horse meat. We've covered horse meat quite thoroughly. I don't really. Yeah, I, think... I still don't know why. I don't think anybody has offered a, a good explanation of why uh, Alf called Raquel horse meat. But that might be. I, I think it'll be. A, I think it's a mystery to everyone. I think they just thought it was sounded funny, and but I, I don't get it because um, it just does. It doesn't make sense to me. It, yeah, it's misogyny of some kind. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Alf uh, gets carried away. Um, he, he cries wolf one too many times, and now the... I actually thought there was some pretty good physical comedy from Max Wright as Willie Tanner when... Uh, when he when played Alf... the piano? No. Oh, when he fights the puppet for the phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I Did he fight the puppet for the, the phone? Yeah. I was, I was thinking yeah, of when yeah. Alf tried to call the the uh the house and um alf sort of i mean willie sort of slammed his hand on the phone and the on the phone oh, yeah, to hang right. it up it like man with a lot speed. of anger yeah definitely legit anger too but i guess that's when alf was already inside the akmonics house so i guess i'm getting ahead of ourselves here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who was it who did you see on it it went high oh, yeah. um Wait, that actually picked up on the mic? <laughs> yes. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, so excusable. 
I guess the next thing that happens is like when Alf has his power trip, he starts pestering the police a lot about yeah. like, oh, you know, there's uh, some suspicious noises coming from the shrubbery or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and so it seems like Alf might be wrong. But of course, Alf is never wrong for long in mm-hmm. an Alf yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just to backtrack a couple minutes. When they open up that scene, when they talk about horse meat, why they just they show Willie playing the piano and singing, and that's somehow like a joke. Yeah, um, what song <laughs> is he playing? Again, two parter, so we got to pad it with stuff. Yeah, I just didn't get it. Why they so put Matt's that in? That's right. There. Do a little song and dance number. Because I remember um, Philip, uh, Mister Noiseless Chatter, once told me that on his Max Right Facebook page, somebody commented looking for Max and said that he would often play piano for family. So mm-hmm. uh, I guess like they wanted to show off his talent. I like this idea of just like you sort of of Philip just telling you stories about Max Wright just to while away <laughs> the hour. It's like, let me tell you, Vivian. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> pull up a chair. He'd like to play, a lot play of <laughs> piano for family. We talk about that. We actually do talk about Max a lot. <laughs> I, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed that the Max Wright USA actor Facebook hasn't been updated in like. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I have to badger Phil to to uh, get get that operational he's, um, again. He's he's on sabbatical in Nepal. Yeah. <laughs> he took a mysterious trip to Thailand. Nobody knows why. <laughs> you know, he's just finding himself. He's having a gap beer, mm-hmm. finally eating some Chipotle, watching The Wire. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Gotta catch up on The Wire. You know, pe- people have been recommending it to him for years, and it's finally time to buckle down. And, like, <laughs> cross it off. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you guys uh, remember the Geraldo Rivera? Reference? Yeah. Uh, what was that in? Was that in regards to something related to Brian? Uh, uh, Alf was calling uh, for some reason, but that, like, Geraldo's been around since you know eighty-seven. That's that's kind of fucked to think about. Yeah, earlier, like yeah. he did the um, yeah. Al Capone's vault thing. I think in eighty-six. Yeah, this must have been a reference to the Capone's vault because yeah. uh, that was like a. a Oh, a huge hyped special that turned out to be a big nothing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would go so far as to presume it's the '70s thing he did, where he went to one of those, you know, New York State mental health asylums for children, and just okay. filmed a bunch of, you know, new children and crying and like all left up. Yeah, he he oh. he's been around for a, a long time, and he had yeah. sort of a, tr- a trashy talk show for a long time too. Uh, sort of a, yeah, he did. For sort of a Springer Springer esque show um but uh he also infiltrated the kkk i think at one point gee yeah wow and he had like he has like a star of david tattooed on his hand and he had to like cover it up <sighs> like doing deep cover what are, what are you think they would have recognized hey that's Geraldo. no he probably shaved off his mustache for it hmm no yeah, yeah, my name's Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> Richard. <laughs> well, he probably um, it probably wasn't that difficult since he probably had his face covered. Yeah, it's true. They just wander around those robes. Yeah. Right. Huh. 
I've seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I know I know yeah. what they're like. So I, I should also mention I think that this is the first episode where we learn um Willie's middle name. Francis Francis. So what is what is uh what is the problem with Francis as a middle name? I mean it's pretty I don't know. Girly. Isn't it? Is it girl do you think it's girly? Alf clearly thinks so. I, I had a I had a Care Bears book when I was maybe three or four years old. Mm-hmm. And it was the green one with like the little lucky clover on his tummy. And that yeah. one was called a friend for Francis. And Francis was a girl. So that was my first frame of reference. And I actually thought mm-hmm. St. Francis was a girl for a while. So yeah. it, to me, it's it's pretty definitively girly name. Yeah. Uh, I, my I never... um, brother's middle name is Francis. So maybe he's related <laughs> to Willie. And my father's middle name was Francis. Uh, I, I, feel, I feel like um, you got away. Lucky, lucky escape. My my middle name is Gabriel. <laughs> what are you, what are you laughing? What what? No no, that's that's, that's, that's fine. That's an adequate name. That's no no no. That, that that's pretty cool because I mean it's it's religious. It's pious. My my middle name yeah. is actually Cecilia, which is a saint's name. So mm-hmm. uh, girls can't be saints. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's well, it's true. I don't think they canonized Hildegard, so. Yeah. Huh. So that was just um, an oversight. Yeah. The Saint necessary Saint conversation that has to happen when we're discussing Alf. Yeah, it it really is very related to Alf. Mm-hmm. So Alf, the uh, so the 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 sound in the bushes did turn out to be a burglar, who. Again, broke into the Ekmonic's house, which is like they yeah. they sort of hung a lampshade on it in the episode. Like, why on earth would he go back into the Ekmonic's o- house? But really, there is no reason, right? Uh, no, he missed the the second TV. Yeah, <laughs> he has to steal their second television. Yeah, they do have a specific line of dialogue that the the funny policeman who yeah. shows up at their meeting he specifically is like, oh yeah, uh, sometimes burglars will return to the scene of the crime. Because they missed something that was valuable. Yes. Uh, Get ready for Act Two. Yeah, that was some interesting uh, allusion to uh, foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like a poem. It rhymes. Yeah. Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So, um, so this is. I mean, like, we're like into the second episode here. And I feel like not much more happens, though, right? Like, it's Alex very just drag out the whole, and it's like it. I guess in a way, it is suspenseful because it's just totally absurd. For they're going to have a hostage standoff that's going to be resolved, and it's going to be like you know, haha, funny family sitcom. Like, yeah, that's like you're just waiting for the bloodshed to start. <clears throat> Does it bother anyone that the the robber was never ever caught? Like I was expecting at the end of the episode, like uh, like the Akmonics would come in and robber was arrested. Yeah, I'm sure he got his uh, karma. In that's the- like a very that's a very sitcommy <laughs> thing. Karma. So the I, thing I, that I... interests me about no, you go. No, you go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is also big gambit here is. If he did nothing at all, then the, the robber would have been caught in. Great. He literally would have been vindicated. Yeah. Except he actually just has to go and ruin 
the cops actually respond to his crying wolf despite them not having done it before so if he just sat there and hadn't talked himself into going over there they would have caught the robber and everything would have been there would have been this you know traumatizing harrowing hostage situation never would have happened i will Mm -hmm. also say that as soon as the robber jumped out the window and alf was left alone in the house there was no reason the police had to know he was in there he's like this small alien in a dark house he could have just like hid in the basement or something they yeah pretended to be a they were stuffed like, animal come out with your hands out like they couldn't see him and then he starts shouting and like have you ever been in a house and like shouted and somebody out in the street can hear you you can't hear someone <laughs> like that it was idiotic. There were so many ways out of the situation. And, he could have gone out the like window. Escalating, you know, with everything he says. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. I've, I've got a little conundrum for you guys. So okay. he spends uh, the first part, uh, you know, being the, the block captain, the sentinel, and, and dictating to everyone. And then in the second part, he's, he's yelling out to the police, how come no one in the neighborhood watch recognized the voice of the sentinel? Oh, That's goodness. Good I was yeah. thinking about that. Um, oh yeah. That's also, good. when when he first calls Willie, he says, "Oh, Willie, Willie, Willie." I... <laughs> Funny. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh-huh. I was surprised that they didn't put a laugh track after that. It sounded funny. No, it was, uh, it was an emotional moment. <laughs> when Alf Anguish. is being legitimately traumatized, we're we're supposed to empathize with Alf. Alf yeah. is absolutely what Paul right. Fusco thinks the whole center of the show is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, not the actual humans, but the puppet. So we get the uh, police. Oh, my God. Mechanical keyboard. The loudest. The loudest keyboard of all time. In the world. Um, so we so there's a stakeout, a dragnet. Yeah, it goes on way too <laughs> long. And... Uh, Alf pretends to have hostages. Um, he orders some pizzas, which they don't give to him. It's sort of no, like and they a, eat it. They eat it themselves. It's like a Chekhov's gun that comes back later, but yeah. nobody fires it. Yeah, I thought it was weird. Uh, they like pepperoni, probably. <laughs> and also, I'm surprised <laughs> that the police don't bring up the fact that like all the hostages are clearly elf. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he barely yeah. disguises his voice. Like, Willie is a... Is quite a suspicious uh figure in in these events and moreover he literally commits obstruction of justice yeah when he yells out for the for the you know hostage taker to not come out yeah which is what the fuck are you doing man cuff this man and and lock him up like he's he's getting in the way yeah and yet at the end he's like oh thanks hero willie for saving the day why would the police even buy that he had hostages in the house like the hostages are not residents of the house so who are they <laughs> how did they get in there yeah they're a bunch of guys with very similar voices mm-hmm. I, yeah. I i have to i have to question the decision at well i, I don't have to question it because i know the reasoning but at the beginning of the episode before all of these you know heavily padded hostage antics happen there's padding even at the beginning of that because the, the the opening of the show, they have all of these non sequitur moments 
from the previous episode, like five or six segments yeah, what of people just pe- saying like the worst, most inane things. And and then Alf comments something like, you know, oh, this isn't making any sense. And then yeah. he tries to give a recap, which is it himself was, added. He's, yeah, it, it he's didn't, breaking it, the fourth wall. It's it was, it's uh, clever. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's it just, a very it, meta moment for they Alf. They spent too long on it. Yeah. Well, it took oh, up the whole... It doesn't make sense. It was the whole cold open. What like, um, I actually in the last two-parter was that uh, the method for the for the cliffhanger recaps? I don't was remember it to break the fourth wall. I don't remember. No, I don't remember either. You'll never know. <laughs> like, but with the hostages, before Al starts talking about them, he it offhandedly just mentions when he's trying to sound tough. I'm off my medication or I'm off my prescription, something like that. Yeah. It's actually in this head, even though they just take it completely plain faced. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. 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 That could be, could be it. I mean, we don't, uh, we don't get like any inner, in, inner dialogue from within the thoughts of the police officers. I guess mm-hmm. we should have yeah, Good here. job making uh, good on them making fun of the mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah, that was just one more aspect of the kind of total irresponsibility of this episode. Yeah, like you know, fear mongering and mm-hmm. like stigmatizing the mentally ill and yes. people on welfare and yeah, this is like after uh, Ronald Reagan. Very insensitive. This is after uh, Ronald Reagan closed all of the uh, state-run mental hospitals and basically put them out on, on onto the streets to cause these, uh, you know. "Quote unquote," cause these cri- crime epidemics, um, uh-huh. and, and and so the, there's the you know horrible insult on top of that very real injury of mm-hmm. you know you get yeah. mocked in a effing Alf episode for some yeah. reason. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. conflating <laughs> Alf with Ronald Reagan here, but I feel like it's a mouthpiece for these sort of doesn't Alf talk to Ronald Reagan the, in like the third or fourth episode? Well, yeah, Reagan's in the toilet. Yeah, and he's like, "You're a great president." Mr. Reagan, I agree with you uh, fundamentally on all of your ideological stances. I love everything you do, Reagan. You're so great. You're almost as good as the old Alfer. Boy, I, ho- I sure hope you don't get Alzheimer's. <laughs> This is uh, skipping back to the first part, I think, oh, but please, um, yes. in, uh, a further reference to the Ochmonic's sex lives. It's mm-hmm. an oblique reference. Uh, so they have the, the radio code names, and their code names are The Phantom and Lolita. Lolita. Oh. The but, Trevor. The, oh, God. but Trevor, Trevor is Lolita. Lolita. But yeah, it is It is implied that Trevor is, in fact, Lolita, because he calls Raquel the Phantom. I was wondering if uh, these sound like maybe sex nicknames. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah, like what does the phantom imply? That she has phantom orgasms, like she fakes them. Huh? Like they're not real. Like a like a some kind of autoerotic asphyxiation, like you a disembodied, like, like out of body experience. Like, or maybe she just like watches while quote unquote Lolita does whatever quote unquote Lolita wants to do. Hmm. Hmm. It's really a, it's a fucked up direction we're taking this podcast in. It's kind of like <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, I have another I, one. I mean, okay. it's the subject matter we're working with, though. It just yeah, apparently lends itself to that. It, it's yeah. very un like very 
just depressing. It is very un. Yes, um, <laughs> I couldn't think of there, the word. There is another uh, recurring joke about uh, like Mexican furnishings that oh, the, right. the aquatics yeah. are like really into like Mexican stuff to decorate their house with. Right. Yeah, they're just like trash people going to a trash country, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's 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 not right. Um also there's the reoccurring Alf answer the door. Alf, no, Alf get in the kitchen line which wasn't ever funny and they're pointing it out over and over at least like four times. Just, yeah. Well, it's cuz it's I a reminder it's like, of the the anxiety of the family. It's also yeah. like the there are a lot of scenes with uh, the Ekmonics in the house, so it's sort of like yeah. Alf is the star of the show, so they have oh, yeah, to so somehow have to be acknowledge about... Alf in the scene, no matter no matter what. Yeah, let me guess, Alf, get in the kitchen. Just call me Pavlov's yeah. alien. Alf is the voice Maybe of the audience. Maybe they should have just revealed. They should have just revealed Alf to the the neighbors like early on, mm-hmm. so that way he can he can stay in the picture, and then you'd have the added tension of oh, Raquel's such a busybody, so you know. We, we, you know, what's she gonna like let slip? Pretty Raquel sure the Ekmonics would uh, sell out Alf immediately for the. Raquel uh, actually the... did see Alf and and thought he was like an Australian animal or something in in an early episode. Yeah, thought he, thought he was Constable Kenny. Alf went to a dog pound <laughs> after being mistaken for a dog, despite mm-hmm. walking upright and speaking English. So I'm... yeah, well, you know, the people see what well, they what America. they want to see. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the Ekmonics come back and Trevor's holding a, a decapitated Santa Claus. Why would, why was the Santa, uh, thrust into the spotlight? Spotlight. Visual gag. Okay. Check that yeah, one I off didn't, the list. I, I, I didn't understand the whole point of that. Why don't we just drop it? Um, <laughs> so Willie, uh, so the SWAT team is called... Also, Mrs. Bird continues to sort of um, make her presence felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. Did, she leads like a lot of like, she leads a lot of chants. She tries to egg yeah, the and on um, into more and more yeah. violent actions. Tear gas, which neighborhood mob. I don't yeah. agree with in general, but I, I felt myself being swept up in the in the cause, if you will, because I thought they should be used on Alf specifically. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> It oh, looked yeah. like the uh, Stanford Prison Experiment, watching Alf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're gonna tear gas Alf. They call it the SWAT, they call the SWAT team. Are we to assume that the SWAT team means they're just gonna like going guns guns blazing and just fill Alf with bullets? That's what the news anchor implies. Like we'll yeah, soon yeah. be streets of blood. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's red blood. My blood is green. Mm. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. I'm smart. Good point. Is this the first um, mention of Alf's green blood? I think, and it was probably just for the purpose of the joke. Yeah, and it probably never came up again, and it probably is actually green. (laughs) Do we need to talk about the news reporter guy at all? Yes, yes, no. he, he looks terrible. Then no one would ever hire this man as the face of a news channel. He looks like Lurch. Looks really yeah. disheveled. <laughs> He's local news. He looks like he could be a shooter. Honestly. We, used to have, um, we used to have this local network that did local news in, you know, ad breaks, and they had, like, the most hilariously incompetent anchors who would, like, <laughs> they, they had, like, speech 
problems and they would trip over their words. And it was, it was, it was like really endearing, but uh, just, just, just dreadful. Every once in a while, I like to check out the uh, the news bloopers, like compilations on YouTube. Those are always pretty funny. Oh yeah, those can be funny. Like the crispy bacon is my favorite. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure it's one of those one of the funny ones. It is. It's, it's hilarious. There's also like the one where it's like QVC, and the guy's like <laughs> describing. He's pointing at a picture of a butterfly, but describing a horse. My cat just meowed, so you might end up picking that up on the mic. Have you guys seen that one? It's unacceptable. The, uh, with the horse. Uh, I've, I, that that sounds like the when they sell the paintings of the of the mice. Oh, that, that one's is. so good. Is it different? Maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, I'll have Did to go back and cut out um, the uh, the the meow. I'll have to cut that out in post production. It'll ruin the episode if you don't. Yeah, yeah you have to get rid of that. Tainted. Actually, uh, 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 Vivian uh, C, I think you should get rid of your cat. Uh, uh yeah. You want me to go do that? Yeah. Feed them to I mean, they, were, they were outlawed in the state of New York, as we have already covered. So take you know. him <laughs> or her to the pound, please. Okay. Why don't we wrap this up? I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it never yeah, really happens. It's, you know, oh, it's we, such we a didn't boring. cover the, the resolution of the like the. Oh, okay. So how's the it going? He sits in a hamper and and talks his voice on a walkie-talkie, but they would have heard his voice in the hamper anyway. Unless well, like yeah. Raquel's undergarments are so like lead-lined that no sound can escape. From and them. also, what's with their like weird random thing of like making Jamaican accents? I didn't get really that. That, that escaped that. me. It they, just no, happened. They try and push it so hard too. He yeah. says something about being taken to Jamaica Mon or something. Like uh-huh. maybe that'll be his escape route. And then he just starts saying Jamaica Mon and he says it about three or four times. Yeah, after and that. Willie joins in. Apropos of nothing. Yeah, and it's Willie true. starts saying it and It's really awkward when Willie does it. What was the so writer's James... room like on that show where they, oh, they, 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 they it, was, it was like struggle. miserable, you know, uh, people in some cases struggling with addiction who were... Yeah, you know, absolutely. They were uh, probably out partying with Willie. Um, so Willie I guess we've was... learned a valuable lesson this week, and that's uh, that you don't need to make 40 minutes of an alpha story. Yeah. Yeah, so um, how did the episode actually end? Willie snuck Alf out in a hamper, um, and that was it, pretty much, right? There was like no a, one suspected yeah, him of anything, it. even after him committing obstruction of justice and walking out of the scene of the crime with an uh, with an item from their house. And they and, they, and the police and the police congratulates him and thanks him. Yeah, no, he did everyone cheers him on while and he's the, holding that hamper. Just yeah. mysteriously caused the criminal to vanish. He is a pillar of the community, okay? Yeah, he's their hero. Yeah, he's unimpeachable. Yeah. The, Willie the Sentinel Tanner. Um, what, was there, there like There is stinger? one final joke that what? I'm only remembering now because uh, I, I just skipped to the end of the episode. What's uh, the final and joke? It's that Alf installs a security system that uh, makes big loud noise and lights and make Willie have a headache. That kind of reminded me of, does, does anyone watch um, The Last Man on Earth? I have before. Charlton Heston? No, no, it's a sitcom. 
with um okay uh i forget his name Saturday Night Live guy. Well, there's an episode where he sets up at a security system. Will Forte. Yeah, Will Forte. Um, it's like he he puts he sets up like a security system which is like 200 big mouth Billy basses on the wall. <laughs> That's so blessed. That's so blessed. <laughs> so we, yeah, Alf gets that weird alarm. So all of the long people are walking by these things, and you'll hear this song go like 200 times. And you can't turn it off. It's very similar to the uh, to the alpha, alpha alarm. Yeah, that's something that's actually funny and yeah, clever and, and unique. Whereas, like, it, it, it's no different than what it, it's no different than how you described it. It's literally just Alf make loud noise, make Willie have headache. <laughs> funny. Yeah. The, the end. So funny. There was some good physical comedy from from Willie in the scene, just looking totally anguished. And, um, he was doing his best. Yeah, yeah. that was probably yeah, real. Really have to act it. Like he just, you know, let it all hang out if he was. Yeah. And he even got to, he even got to sing. Okay, so that's the end of the episode. So I'm going to give each yeah. uh, each person a last word, um, starting okay. with Penelope. In essence, just seeing this two-parter off made me really wish that Mrs. Bird was the target of the show, the yeah. focal point, if you will. And that Alf was never even thought of in the writer's group. That would be a great show. It's Mrs. Bird. Yeah, Mrs. Bird would be great. We could call it bird watching, but with a Y. <laughs> yeah. She also uh, hits on the um, newsman after. And says uh, he sucks. Excoriating him for being like not a good journalist. Yeah, yeah she's, she's the best. Is she in any other episodes? Like she, as, no. as Mrs. Bird? I don't think so. Oh, that's unfortunate. I thought so she, it was pretty weird that Mrs. Bird hit on that guy. It was almost like a no homo kind of moment because I don't know if anybody else got this vibe, but she struck me as like a lesbian character, like a old butch spinster woman. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could see that. They said that she was a widow or she said that she was a widow. Yeah, they may, they, they definitely established that. But mm-hmm. that was that was later into the episode too. Vivian D, do you have any final closing thoughts for the episode? Um, well, I, one thing that it made me think of was like, what would a, and, and this is a foolish way to you know think of it because there's never going to be a good Alf, but what would a good Alf two-parter look like? Like, why would you turn this into a two-parter? Were they were they being harried? by the network to make a two-parter episode did it really have to be a a plot where there's no tension at the midpoint in fact so little tension that they open the next episode with a joke about how nothing makes sense i feel like it would have been cool if alf had a two-parter where there was something related to his history on Melmac or something like if they actually went for some kind of pathos rather than wow Alf is in a bad situation of his own making what's mm-hmm. gonna happen a week from today yeah well you would uh, I think you building. would write a better Alf if you were in charge of Alf uh, I'll do I'll do what they did with the Flintstones DC comic that came out in 2016 but with Alf <laughs> I didn't know that existed yeah, I'd never heard about that. It, it's it's really good. It infuses the Flintstones universe with um, a lot of like pathos and realism, while keeping it well not not keeping it, making it funny as well. Um, it's it's an incredible work. One of the Facebook 
pictures I have featured is just a panel from that, where it's Fred and Barney talking about how they participated in a genocide. <laughs> and it's completely straight and real and done properly. Wow. It's, it's incredible work. I highly recommend it. Yeah, okay. uh, and the, maybe they the, can have all called? participate in a genocide too. Yeah, it's called the Flintstones, right? It's just called the Flintstones. Yeah, it's just the Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Wow. You can find it online easily, or you didn't can they, buy didn't it. Didn't they do one where it was like mm. Elmer Fudd versus Batman or something like that? What? Yeah, what? yeah, they did yeah, do that. that I'm not so Why? sure about that one. I've not read it um, because it looks like a, a, it, it looks more like um, edgy, kind of like image comicsy, like. Uh, Grimdark garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a pass on that. But the but, Flintstones is not that. The Flintstones is something that I wholeheartedly recommend to anyone who feels burnt out on garbage culture like that, which we're discussing. Nice. Um, Vivian C. Final word. Uh, yes. Um, I I that think that. Yeah, I think that it, you could potentially cut out like padding and cut out a bunch of stuff and you could easily make this a 30 minute episode and it still wouldn't hold up. I think that there, they could have really done so much with the show. Like when you watch the intro, you really get a different, it paints a different picture than what the show really is. I, I think it's kind of sad because they really could have made something out of it and it really was, is disappointing. Yeah. I have respect for the art of puppetry. I have respect for, I think that even the sitcom format can be used well. I just think that mm-hmm. the people who created it have absolutely the, the people at the top of it anyway have no heart whatsoever. They have very little humanity within them, and they made a product that's very inhuman and wooden and alienating. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon the pun. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was not intentional, but it just kind of happened. Wow. <laughs> Sheaves. Last word. Yeah, that's a 69. Nice. Nice. Hot. Total treat. What a treat. Yeah. <laughs> it was a treat that we had Jake. And speaking of treats, it was a treat to talk to each of you tonight about Alf show. Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad that you yeah. had us tonight. Yeah, yeah it was so very nice with the new guests. Yeah, for for joining, guys. I, I hope you uh, consider coming back for another yeah. uh, another round. Did um, a great job. Yeah, I will talk about this f-wording horrible show with you anytime you want. Thank same, you. Same, same. It was a pleasure to be here. Really yeah. enjoyed it. Thank and, you all for having us. And always, James, always great. Uh, thanks in particular to you, James, just for you know being good sport. I understand. You're welcome. And watching on like extra speed to catch up. You're yeah. dedicated. Cool. All right. Well, um, I think that does it for for this uh, episode of Alf. Um, thanks again, everybody, for tuning in. And um, next time we're going to be watching uh, something called "We Got to Get Out of This Place." Oh no. That sounds more exciting than this. Alf persuades Jody to crash in the Tanner's house, but he joins her in a condo. Is that is Jody the uh, blind woman? 
Oh god, she's the blind girl. Yeah, that's cr- I, it's crazy. There, they only br- they. Ha- and that's also the first time they bring her up, and she's in one episode in season one, and then it never goes anywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they bring her back. Well, she must have had some uh, like a P tape or something uh, for Paul, <laughs> Paul Fusco. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks again, guys, and uh, we'll check you out next time. Now, on, Elf is back in pod form. Good night. Bye. Farewell until then. I'll see you then. Let's hit the bricks and nail this scum. Do we get to carry clubs? Yeah. <laughs>